Hi, this is Lisa Wade, and in episode three of Dirt Road Divinity, I chat with Richard Lassiter. Richard has 45 years experience as a spiritual consultant, and he brought a very practical approach to spirituality to our conversation. In this episode, you'll hear him talk about the nature of spiritual leadership, about discernment and connection, and even about our soul's freedom. He believes everyone has a life purpose that no one else can live, that we came here to make mistakes so we can become wise, and that the power of looking for our answers always resides inside ourselves. So today, I hope you will enjoy this conversation with Richard Lassiter about our spiritual gifts and our spiritual guidance. This is episode three of Dirt Road Divinity. My name is Lisa Wade, and for those of you who are new to this program, it's basically conversations about the sacred root, the scenic root to the soul, how some of us get to spirituality from a path that's not super well-paved and uh, could be a little messy and dirty. (laughs) So my background, I am uh, basically a spiritual and energetic advisor to people who are interested in making their their biggest contribution, their biggest difference in the world. And I am excited at the chance to talk with other people who are helping difference makers as well. And today with us, we have Richard Lassiter. Richard, you've been at this difference making thing for a long time. Oh, pretty much all my adult life. Uh, 45 years and counting, I've been doing this, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Your history and background, you know, as I was just peeking a little bit at your at your Facebook profile, looking at, you know, college degrees and what, physics? And then military experience and then moving on into spiritual worlds. And I know you were a teacher in there too. Can you just tell us a little bit about you and where you come from and how you come to this spiritual conversation? Well, I'm a native Virginian. I was born in Stanton and... Uh, I've left Virginia a lot of times, but it seems like something always brings me back here. So I, I currently live in, in Richmond, and uh, I think probably this will, I won't be moving out of Virginia again this lifetime. <laughs> but uh, I was working at the physics department of William & Mary, and I, a little correction, I don't have a degree in physics. I used to build, uh, I used to build stuff for them. Love it. Love it. Uh, I'm a laboratory instrument maker and a model maker and a machinist is what I was doing at the time. And yeah, I had a, I just was interested in how energy works, but I wasn't interested in the Mm -hmm. woo-woo. I'm just not. Mm -hmm. I'm looking for how does energy work? How can I make things practical in my life? And I went, uh, the lady I was married to at the time, uh, I had jealousy issues, so everywhere she went, I went. And she went to a, uh, a, a New Spiritual Horizons introductory program one day, and I went along, and I'm like, whoa, this stuff makes sense. There's, they taught me techniques so that I could unfold my potential. Mm-hmm. I didn't think anyone could teach me how to be psychic, how to use all my psychic abilities. I didn't think anyone could teach me how to communicate with my inner guidance so that I didn't need to ask them questions anymore. And, uh, it kind excuse me, it kind of, I kept looking at other things all through my life, but I never found anything nearly as effective. Wow. So I stuck with it, became a, a cert, what a member of the 
the college, Wayshores College, which is the training arm. And I've enjoyed it. It's made my life very rich and fulfilling. And I pass it on to as many people as I can because I know what it does for people's lives. I love that. Thank you for, for sharing that, for sharing your background. You know, I will say the first time that I was introduced to, um, to the work that you do, it, it was a defining turning point in my life. And I don't know that we've ever had this conversation. We met for the first time around 2003. I remember it was right after my daughter was born. And at the time I was a full-time stay-at-home mom, you know, she was still little. And uh, I heard about this, this introductory, you know, conversation, like a workshop on an evening, something about spirit guides or angels or something. I wasn't sure what it was, but I wanted out of the house for a night. That was my whole thing. I wanted a kitchen pass and I wanted to just be able to get out, not to go to a bar, but just to get out and breathe for a minute. And I remember coming to that particular workshop and we were simply asked to clap our hands together and rub them like this, pull them apart and feel the energy between our hands. It was in that moment that for the first time in my life, the thought popped in my head of, wow, I just touched God. It felt to me, even though, you know, we think tangible, we have to be able to pick something up, but I felt it. I felt this and whatever this was in my heart, in my soul, in my brain, that was the divine. And to then learn, I'm made up of that same stuff. We're all made up of that same stuff. And to learn how to work with that energy just has become a passion of mine and, and something that I've focused so much on ever since. And so I just want to thank you for being part of, of a community of co-founding the Balanced Living Institute of, of bringing this into the world, because honestly, that one little experience shifted my life's path. So what you do is not insignificant at all. And I, and I, I know you know that, but I just want to be another voice that echoes that, that the work you do matters. Thank you. Yeah, uh, a whole bunch of us started incarnating together. Uh, some came when I came in. The majority of them came in your generation. Mm. And I'm not sure why I came in first. I, I'm not going to do that next lifetime because all my friends are your age or younger. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I have a few friends who are my age, but the people I really have an affinity for and enjoy working with or what spirit calls a more youthful energy. Mm. And uh, we knew what's here now was coming. We've known it's been coming for a while. And our mission was just to free people. We have uh, the man who put all this together, Dr. Francisco Cole, who passed on in 2000. Um, he built Wayshowers College so that the seven over almost 700 courses that came through him that could be passed on to everyday people so they could be housed in a in a library that was secure so no one could take this material and corrupt it mm -hmm. and what it is is little techniques like you just showed there that allow any individual to ex rather than talk about it or theorize about it to experience their spiritual part mm -hmm. because to me you can you can tell me things till I'm blue in the face, but I really don't understand it or it doesn't become part of me unless I can experience it. Yeah. So if you tell me I'm a soul with a body, 
and you really want that to have some meaning for me, then show me how I can experience that. If you tell me I have psychic abilities, show me how I can unfold them for myself. If you tell me I have spirit guides or angels, whatever you want to call it, show me how I can communicate with my own spirit guides so I can check with them whether you're telling me the truth or not. <laughs> and to, yep. me, to me, that is what spiritual leadership really is all about. It's about passing on the tools that enable a person to be free and enable them to do for themselves. Because I, I think deep inside, everybody knows I need to do this for myself. I need to master my own life. I appreciate you helping me, but I'm the one who has to do it. I'm the one who came here to evolve and to master, master myself. Please give me the tools so I can do it, so I can feel like I'm getting somewhere and relax a little more. Ah. You know, I can quit guessing what's this all about. Because everyone has a life purpose that no one else can live but themselves. And if, if you don't know what that is, you're probably looking pretty hard to find it. Yeah. And the work that I've been involved in, it cuts right to the chase. You, you learn, like you said, right away, you learned that little technique. You probably learned to cleanse. You've learned how to communicate with your own helpers. Yeah. And now you're, you know, you're a spiritual leader in your own right doing your thing. Great. It's about empowerment. I mean, and, and I think that the empowerment and the freedom go hand in hand, you know, and instead of looking for the next great guru, figuring out how to become your own guru and actually trusting the answers that you get and the insights that you get along the way. It, one of the things I, I appreciate about your approach, number one, it's, it's, it's about self-empowerment, it seems. And number two, it's very practical. Oh, so, yeah. I, I hear people talk about like discernment. How do I know that what I'm hearing is something, you know, that's really spiritually guided or that I'm not just making stuff up in my brain, you know, I, and this idea of discernment. And I know that, that you, you focus on that quite a bit. Can you give our, our viewers or listeners any, any tips on like practical, practical discernment, what that is and what that means and how we can increase our own confidence in that? That's a good question. I, I don't, it's the only way I can learn to trust myself is to trust myself. Mm. I have to give my ideas a chance to work. There's not, I mean, I can teach you to communicate with your spiritual helpers and you can go, okay, helpers, I want to move to Florida. In your opinion, is that in my best interest? And if you're, if I'm predisposed that, Oh, I really want to move to Florida. I hope you don't tell me no. <laughs> I've already tensed myself up a little bit and messed with that communication. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that people don't understand is I came here to make mistakes. Oof. I came here to Oof. hit stepping stones. I came here to go down the wrong road, realize that's the wrong road and then change direction because that's how a per, how i become wise is mm -hmm. by doing and going okay that could have worked out better how could it have worked out better hmm. okay. and we're so trained to look for our answers outside of ourselves that 
I don't have my own answers, that I'm not smart enough, I'm not good enough, I'm whatever, that it takes, it takes groups of people supporting me, it took that, to, for me to go beyond that self-doubt. Uh, we have a group work process that's probably the most powerful spiritual tool on planet Earth. But we actually get together once a week and it's very organized with a step-by-step -step method of personal unfoldment. And in that environment, a person is never judged. Uh, they really begin to work with their own energy and they're in a supportive environment where everybody knows, Hey, none of us has all the answers but all of us have all the answers for ourselves, but I have to do my 50%. Mm -hmm. I didn't come here to be taken care of. I didn't come here to be guided. I didn't come here to be led. I came here to lead myself and to be an example to those people who see me and go, well, that person has something together. I have some kind of affinity for them. Will you teach me how you did it? Mm -hmm. You know, that's basically, where it works. All of us who are doing this work have already been kings. We've already been queens. We've already been presidents. We've already been billionaires. We've done all these things in other lives. And now we've come here with this lifetime on our graduation process. Ooh. We're like juniors and seniors in, in planet Earth who are about ready to graduate. And all that's left for us to do is to learn to master ourselves and pass it on. We have to pass it on because knowledge becomes wisdom when I start sharing it with other people in a way that they can make it practical in their lives. And if I'm not doing that, I'm still retarding my growth because for some reason, I think what I know isn't good enough to share with others. But the facts are all of us, have mastered a lot of life and there are things that we can share with people. Boy, that just kicked me right in the pants <laughs> right there as, as you were, were talking about that. It's amazing how often we get in our own way and have this information, this insight, this, this knowledge that for whatever reason feels uncomfortable to share maybe because it's not the mainstream maybe because it's not in alignment with you know the majority of of popular culture and and you know what what would the church say or what and i think that this is part of kind of why i created this whole series the idea that the path of the soul isn't necessarily well paved with perfection but i hear you saying that it's it's in the mistakes that we learn it's in the failures that we grow it's in not feeling like we have to be perfect before we step out but rather having the courage and the trust in ourselves especially you know and 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 in the universe whatever we trust in but to have that courage to step out and and lead from a place that that resonates here if perfect by whose standards yeah yeah. You know, it, it's an outer standard and perfection. Okay. Who's the more perfect me than me? Who's the more perfect you than you? Yeah. How energy works is not, uh, it's interesting how my energy works. Like I was always taught, okay, let's say I have a habit of getting angry. You know, 
Oh, that's stupid. That's stupid. Well, really what I have is an, is a, is a habit of judging. Mm, yeah. And my reaction to that is getting angry. And one day I go, wow, I'm tired of being angry all the time. I want to change that. Well, I can't erase from me the patterns that cause me to be angry. They're part of me. Mm-hmm. They're part of the soul. They're part of, they're the energy that I am. They're the result of things I've lived and done all my life. So when I decide instead of being angry, I'm going to start being happy. So I get angry, I'm going to be happy. I get angry, I'm going to be happy. It's not like a computer where I find some program that doesn't work for me and I just take that programming out and put in new programming. Spiritual growth doesn't work that way. I have to put in new programming and diligently support that new programming, go to that new programming. I need to create a new feeling of action. Replace the emotion of anger with the feeling of peace, with the feeling of live and let live. And that takes discipline and commitment because that anger bit is still part of my energy. It's it's part of my experience base because I'm the sum total of everything I've ever thought and felt throughout eons of time. None of it gets erased. The goal is to learn to work with who I am. And they were, you know, someone once, we are all perfect. And I've got to quit pretending I'm not. I've got to stop that. That's a game. That's a socially taught way of looking at life. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we did a technique at our summer retreat where we stood in front of each other like you and I are right now and said, I am the greatest. And the other person said, oh, you are the greatest. Oh, no, I am the greatest. No, you are the greatest. I agree. And we did that back and forth. And the feeling of it was like replacing anything that didn't believe that. Mm. But the thing I have to watch as a spiritual educator is that I am not the only the greatest. I'm the greatest me. Lisa's the greatest Lisa. Uh, respect that. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. There, are, thank you for that and and for that clarity. There were two things that you brought up just now that I that I'd love to double back to. One um, is the idea, and and I think these go together, which is why I'm just going to put both out there and see how you want to answer them. But one is the idea that feelings and emotions are two different things. And the other, through the work that I've seen, one of the things that I've seen in how you approach things that's different from, from the vast majority of, um, of folks that I, that I see talking on some of these subjects is that many other people have you start with your thoughts, you know, that, that your thoughts direct your feelings and, and then the actions. And with your, your program, this is the first time I saw that flipped, that it's more of a feel, think, act thing. And I have found in my own life when I actually will determine what do I want to feel and then think about, okay, what do I need to do to help me feel this way, you know, or, or what can I do that's supported by this kind of feeling and then take action. It's a whole different ballgame. So can you kind of talk about the difference between emotions and feelings and then why feelings are so important and as we're trying to shape our, our reality, our world. I, I am my true feelings. 
That's what I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am a feeling being moving around planet Earth with a physical body. And you saw that seven-year-old in here just a minute ago. I've watched him for the last seven years as he developed that part of himself. As he began, um, he came in from a place where he had abso- he was absolutely limitless. He came into this environment of sensations and feelings through this marvelous machine. And he's done it before, but it's always new. Mm-hmm. And as we're growing up, we're going to watch very carefully on a feeling level. What are the people around us in our environment? What do they feel and think? As a matter of fact, what they feel is more important than anything they say or do. Hmm. And we're going to survive. You've got an old soul in a young body who's still working from an energy point of view, and he's just going to take what he sees works for you, and he's going to do it in a more masterful way. The good, bad, and the ugly. So we were very... uh, Being conscious of that, we've given Liam a lot of freedom. Not enough freedom that he can run out in the street and get hit by a car. But really putting our judgment away, giving never, I'll give you an example. When he was building blocks and things like that, my first impression was go show him how to do it. And my helpers told me with this one, no, let him fail. Hmm. And by doing that in his life, letting him build his blocks his way, I learned how smart he really is because he, he really mastered it much quicker doing everything his way than any of my other th- three children did with my brilliant training. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So yeah. the first thing I'm telling a child when I go do something for him that he's Here's the best example. Liam looked at me one day, I guess he's around two, maybe three. You have green eyes. And I got ready to tell him, no, Liam, I have hazel eyes. My helper said, do you want to undermine his trust in himself? Well, I said, no. They said, he's, he's a little kid. He doesn't know what hazel is. So I said, Liam, you're right. I have green eyes. Hmm. But that's an example of how from a desire to do good, I may undermine a, an old soul in a young body's trust in their own ideas. Mm-hmm. Now, you saw him, he didn't come and say, may I go outside? He mm-hmm. said, dad, I'm going outside. He's very confident, he trusts himself. So he has less emotional baggage. In other words, he doesn't have to come up to me and go, how do I, get dad to let me go outside. You know, how do I get her to let me kiss her? How do I get my boss to give me a a raise? How do I get that person to do what I want them to do? That's emotion. Hmm. It's learned plastic feelings of the intellect. It's holding back and looking for a way to get what I want through manipulation. Wow. It's fear, worry, stress, guilt, and it's all based on a fear of death or a fear of separation. It's fear of being judged. All of that stuff is plastic. 
It's part of earth. It's always been here. It will always be here. It's like stuff laying on the ground. Oh, look, there's some, there's some stress. There's some anger. There's some bigotry. Oh, look over there. There's some racism. Oh, there's some political crap. It's always been here. And if I've been trained to pick that up, then I become caught in the game of life instead of a master of the game of life. Mm. I don't mind walking right over that paper. My true feelings are the good, kind, loving, sharing, understanding, fearless part of me. The part of me that if I have something to say to you will be as kind as I possibly can without catering, mm-hmm. but I'm going to say exactly what I feel I need to say. Because without that, there's no real communication. There's me manipulating you and you manipulating me. And it's tension and it's food for confusion. And right now, planet Earth is confused enough. It's the thoughts and ideas that come from levels other than the highest sources. And part of the work that we do is to heal that. We, want, we need to heal planet Earth so where a new soul coming in has at least 50% chance of not getting confused and caught up in that stuff. So the rhythm of the soul is feel, think, act. Feel, think, act. We could say it another way. We could say it's desire, organize, go get it. Mm. Okay. So that feel, if I just feel, think, act, a lot of that we have mastered. You know, if you want to ride a bicycle, you don't get on this. I want to ride the bicycle. How does it feel? Uh, You know, you just, I want to ride the bicycle. You get on and you act. And that's a balanced state. We do that more than we do anything else. It's just sometimes we're taught to pay attention to the times we don't. Yeah. more and, and give more credit, feel guilty or worry about that. So does that make sense? Yeah. But the thing I have to do before I act, the minute I feel I have to take a little time to discern is what do my feelings want? Hmm. Because hmm. my intellect can't make that decision. That's the soul decision. Mm-hmm. So if I'm feeling something that I want to go to the beach. That's what I want to do. All right, let's do that. Now my intellect can organize it and I can act on it. But until I discern what it is my feelings are telling me I need to do. Let's talk about a different concept, one you maybe have not heard. Okay. You've heard of the law of attraction. I have. Attraction is kind of like manifesting your wants. Right we've come to discern that there's a thing called spiritual gravity. Mm, I love that. Spiritual gravity is a step above that mm-hmm. where you actually are attracting what you want and need. We're like magnetizing it to you as opposed to whatever the other might be. Yeah. Well, I'm going to keep going this innate drive in me to master my life purpose is going to pull to me what I need. Mm -hmm. So the more aware I am of what my life purpose is, what it is I want and need, 
really the, the better off I'm going to be for myself because I want to attract to me the things I need. Mm -hmm. That's very important. That, that makes yeah, yeah. great yeah. sense. So a lot of times, um, you know, now I'm not going to go where I was going to go here for just a second, but a lot of times things that come into my life are not comfortable, mm -hmm. but I need them. I need them to get to that next level. And that that's kind of where the idea or concept of suffering came from. It's not always comfortable to grow. No kidding. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's damn uncomfortable. Growing pains. Yeah. <laughs> it's a thing. Yeah. But if I'm aware of what I'm getting out of it spiritually, mm -hmm. if I'm aware of where I'm going, if I have a clear understanding and a clear target of what I want to get out of my life, then that need becomes a want. Mm. I want that, you know? Yeah. I want to master this thing. Yeah, that. it sucks. <laughs> it's going to be painful in the meantime. But... Of it. Yep. Yep. I can That's see true. what walking through this valley of the shadow of death, I can see what's on the other side. And that's what I really need and want. So if this is what I need to get to it, bring it on. Yep. I've got the courage to endure it or the courage to keep <laughs> moving through it. You I know, have enough energy to master my life purpose. I, and so do you. You've got more than enough. Yeah. I don't yeah, have absolutely. a lot of energy to spend mastering yours for you. Or anybody else's. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we're coming up on, on our 30 minutes, but this is the one question I love to ask everyone because it, it kind of shows that uh, we can all be on a spiritual path. We can all be on a path that, that is in alignment with our soul and all the paths can look different and that that's okay. And my question to you is simply, when it comes to all of this, in a nutshell, what is it that you believe? What do you believe? I believe the things we have in common are this. I am energy. I have a life purpose and spiritual thrust that no one else can do but me. Mm. I have inner guidance who, work, who will work with me not for me. They'll do their 50%. It's an amazing team. We all have one. Yep. I am free. You are free to do whatever you want to here on planet earth, regardless of what society's rules. And there's one more that escapes me at the moment. <laughs> See you, I am energy. You have inner guidance. You have a thrust, you have a purpose. You're free. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're here to learn and grow. That's number five. That, that's the purpose of life. You're here to learn and grow. And the and grow part is where I see people sell themselves short. Mm. Oh, they'll learn a lot, but they don't seem to grow from it. They seem to keep doing, or at least I do. I, it takes a lot of hits over the head for me to realize that that, that hurts. <laughs> I need to stop doing that. Let's avoid more <laughs> hits in the future. <laughs> well, Richard, if people wanted to connect with you, where, where can they find you? Where can folks reach out to you? If, if I have one shot, I will give you, can I put a link in chat or anything? Sure. Can they see it? Um, you know, maybe what you could do is when video's done, you could post it on the, on the, uh, the Facebook Live, on the video section specifically. That way anybody could access it. 
Well, next week we're doing a series of that workshop that you came into, that mm -hmm. initial workshop. Uh, we're calling it, what's the title of it? I've got it over here on my other screen. Intuition, Spirit Guides, and Life Purpose. Ooh. And it, uh, it will be done by colleagues of mine. I'm doing one on, what, Wednesday the 19th at 1 o'clock and then the 20th at 1 o'clock. And uh, it's only $15. Wow. But we have to charge for it because we don't want to create devotion. Sure. Yeah, makes sense. But that program, you can find it at newspiritualhorizons.com forward slash step dash one. Okay. If you want to get in a hold of me, just Google me. <laughs> Richard Blaster on Google. There we go. Excellent. Well, I thank you so much for sharing time and sharing wisdom. And Thanks. I appreciate it. Absolutely. It was fun. Good seeing you. Good to see you too. And it was nice to see Liam. He's you can just tell at seven years old, an incredible soul and has been. Oh, for a I'll tell you, that's going to be an interesting to watch. Interesting <laughs> one to watch. Love it. Love it. His, well, thank thrust you. That, his thrust this lifetime is three words, always achieve. Wow. Not always, always. Ways. And I love watching him do that. Mm, that's fantastic. And, and so great that he has people around him to empower that and encourage it rather than stand in the way. He chose that's it. Yep. He was a smart kid. <laughs> smart, smart soul. Smart soul. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I look forward to, to chatting with you again. And for the viewers and listeners out there, we will see you next time on Dirt Road Divinity. If you've enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing to the Dirt Road Divinity podcast and even leave a review. If you'd like to see the video versions of the conversations, head on over to YouTube and look for Lisa Wade Alchemy. They're all available there. You can also find us on Facebook at the Dirt Road Divinity page. Wow.